This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am delighted to be back with you for another podcast episode. I hope that you have had a wonderful weekend at the time that this recording will air. We'd have just finished Mother's Day weekend. And so no matter how you come to Mother's Day, I really hope that you've had a good weekend. I actually wrote pretty powerful post um, in honor of the weekend about how to mother yourself, right? Because I recognize that some of us um, are in just a lot of different places on this holiday. And I wanted to honor that. And I wanted to anchor all of us into the idea of how to be great mothers, caretakers, nurturers to ourselves in any situation. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will find it there easily. And if you're on my email, scroll back to what was emailed to you on May the 14th. I hope you find that very useful and helpful. So today we are going to be talking about the topic of self-trust And this topic is actually in honor of a new offer that I have created called The Well-Made Woman, which is a three-month coaching program for women only. So I know so many of you have been wanting to have a group experience with me with other women for whatever reason, you just want to be surrounded by other women, or perhaps your husband is not yet ready to join the marriage upgrade or do couples work, Um, whatever the reason, I wanted you to know that I have created something just for us ladies. So stay tuned till the end of this episode because I want to get you Um, more on this topic. And then the Well-Made Mummin program will make a lot more sense to you when I share all the juicy details. So stay tuned. For now, this idea of self-trust. What in the world? (laughs) I, I have to just say, like, I love being able to do this work where I just get to think about self-trust and talk about it. Like, what wonderful thing God has gifted me to do. So self-trust to me is just trusting yourself, right? Like believing in yourself, feeling like you have your own back, right? When you trust someone, it feels solid. 
It feels certain. It feels unwavering, like they got you, right? And that's the way we want to feel about ourselves. And when I thought about this topic of self-trust, it is one of those things that is massively helpful in marriage, which of course is the lens with which I approach a lot of things. But I have to also say that it is massively important in any area of your life. I know as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I have had to really cultivate a deep, unwavering sense of self-trust because I am often putting myself out there, putting my ideas out there for the world to reject, question, judge, criticize, whatever the case may be. And that requires some tough skin and it requires a lot of self-trust. So I'm a big, big, big proponent of this concept of cultivating it and of helping you develop the skills. So why I believe self-trust is so important is, first of all, when you are so trusting and grounded in yourself, it helps you to stay grounded when you are triggered. So your husband, your spouse, your partner, your friend, your family member can say whatever they're saying and you're good, right? It's like this just unbothered attitude of I'm so good with my own thoughts, my own beliefs, my own opinions. I don't need to react to you. Having self-trust also helps you communicate your needs in a way that is not complaining or focused on the negative. It's just what it is, right? Like, these are my needs. These are the things that are important to me. There's no debating it. There's no... Um, needing to prove it. It's just you're stating the facts of you. Also, when you have self-trust, you can really just feel amazing about yourself. And I want you to think about that, right? Like when you have a trusting relationship with yourself, you are comfortable and content with yourself. And that comfort and contentment that you have going on the inside of you bleeds out to the outside of you. You radiate that energy that lets other people know you are not a person to be messed around with. So big fan of self-trust over here. Now, That all sounds well and good, but let's be honest, we have a gap. And I talk to so many women who come to me questioning themselves, questioning what they want, not allowing themselves to have permission to have what they want. And I think there is a huge gap that we don't have self-trust 
to the degree that's really necessary to thrive, to live a life that we love. And I think there are a lot of contributing factors to it. I think one is people-pleasing, right? And so people-pleasing is where you put other people's needs and feelings above your own, where you will kind of deny what you need to make someone else happy, or you will contort yourself and put yourself in a box to make someone else feel better while you're uncomfortable by when you're limited, right? When you're overextending yourself because you think it's going to make someone else happy. Other things that get in the way is just overthinking. Our brains are busy bees, (laughs) but they're busy bees overanalyzing things that don't need as much thought. And so in that overthinking, you have like seven paths to answer one question and you can find the pros and cons of each and the risks and benefits of all of them. And you get yourself all tangled up that it's hard to find the clearest, most direct, most you know effective path forward. I think what else contributes to self-trust is self-doubt, right? Like that's probably the antonym of self-trust is self-doubt. And I think a lot of times we become doubtful of ourselves because we are too consumed by what we think other people will think, right? We spend a lot of time, well, I can't say that because then they'll do this, or I can't do that because then this will happen, right? Other things just lack of belief in ourselves, lack of belief in our dreams, and lack of belief in our desires. I talk to so many people where, again, it's like, well, what do you really want? I don't even know what I want anymore. That, when I hear that response, it just like my heart sinks because you deserve to know what you want at a minimum. And then the last thing that I think gets in the way is just external validation. I think so many of us grow up needing other people to tell us we're right, needing other people to tell us that we're good. And that becomes a crutch. And when we have a crutch of what other people are thinking and other people are saying about us, then we never need to cultivate our own strength and our own legs to do that for ourselves. So you want to just pay attention to like, What might be getting in the way for you in fully developing self-trust? Now, here's what it looks like when you do have it. I want to paint a picture. When you do have self-trust, you are assertive, not convincing. And that's an important distinction. And this, especially in marriage, is so important. I, again, sent an email it's probably last week, about one of the things I coach women on the most. And this, I'll be honest, is more of a female issue than a male issue. Thank you, patriarchy. (laughs) Um, But one of the most important things that I coach my female clients on is self-trust. And when you have self-trust, you are assertive and you're not convincing. And that immediately eliminates the need to argue. When you just know what you know and you know it, 
you're not threatened by someone else's opinion. You're not threatened when someone else doesn't agree. It's just like, okay, it's fine. You see it your way. I see it mine. I'm good with that. I'm good with what I think. I'm good with what I believe. Also, when you have self-trust, you are more confident. You're not needy. You're not insecure. You're not like questioning everything your partner does and says and trying to like find where you're being rejected or ignored or dismissed. You're just confident. And it's almost like this, and I I hesitate to say this, especially because this is a marriage podcast, but it's almost like you're so confident and you're so good with yourself. You're kind of like, you can take it or leave it, right? Like some of my clients, especially when I'm working with women privately, will tell me like, well, you know, my partner doesn't like this about me and my partner doesn't like that about me. And my first question always is, do you like it about you? Like, do you think it's okay? Does this represent who you want to be and your best self? And a lot of times the things that their partners don't enjoy or prefer about them are things that make them very unique. And so when you are full of self-trust and you know who you are and what makes you amazing, if you're connected to someone who doesn't like that part of you, it's like, that's on you, right? And I don't mean that in a rude or negative way. It's like, you're entitled to have your thoughts, but I like this part of myself. I'm confident about this part of myself. I enjoy my own company. I can be good with myself. That is a boss move right there. All right. When you have self-confidence and self-trust, you are willing to take risks. Again, this has been my work as an entrepreneur for sure. Even as a, you know, just a woman in general with goals and things I want to accomplish and accomplish in life. So you're willing to take risks because you have your own back. And when you have your own back and you're doing things that are scary, that are uncertain, that you don't know exactly how they're going to work out, you believe and you decide ahead of time that you're going to either learn something from the experience, you're going to correct whatever goes wrong from the experience, or you're going to figure it out along the way. I remember I was talking to another friend of mine who is a fellow coach and she's, you know, starting one of her first groups. And she was like, well, what if I'm not good at it? Like, what if, if I think it's going to be great in my head, but then when I start coaching people, you know, they don't get the outcomes that I'm hoping they will. And I was like, you know what? I was like, you're going to figure it out. I was like, when has there been a time that you haven't figured it out? I was like, you're going to make it right for them. Like, even if maybe your first couple of calls don't go well, you're going to get that feedback and you're going to do something with it and you're going to make things right for your clients. That's just what I believe about you. And she was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That is exactly what I would do. So you trust yourself to figure it out. You trust yourself to make things right. You trust yourself that you're going to learn something in the process. The other thing that it looks like when you have self-trust, and this is really important for marriage, is you're willing to admit your mistakes because it doesn't diminish your worth. 
I want you to really hear that. You're willing to admit mistakes because it doesn't diminish your work. You recognize that you are human, that you are going to make a mistake, that things are not going to always go perfectly. You're not going to always show up exactly the right way 24-7. But you can also recognize that your mistakes or your back steps or your slip-ups don't mean that you're inadequate, don't mean that you're an unworthy person. It just means you're a human being who's learning and growing and evolving. When you have self-trust, you also have clear boundaries and standards about, first of all, who you are, and then what's okay with you, what you will and what you will not tolerate. This is so important. When you don't have self-trust, you'll try to put up boundaries, but the minute you get some pushback, you'll give in. That's okay if that happens for you. Welcome to being a human, but this is what self-trust can do and why it's so important to develop and cultivate it so that things that are really a no for you, you can stand for your no. And then the last thing that I thought about was when you have self-trust, you have a strong ability to tolerate negative emotions. Now, If you've been listening to the podcast or if you're in any of my coaching programs, you hear me talk about tolerating negative emotions all the time, just like you would tolerate getting a shot at the doctor's office. So when I really zoom out and think about it, self-trust is a self-leadership skill. Self-trust is a self-leadership skill. So you are leading yourself well which means that as a leader of yourself, you will have to stand for things that others may not agree with, may not like, and may be upset with you about. But when you trust yourself and you've committed to having your own back, that is okay. You can stand in the fire and not burn yourself up. Okay? So how do we start creating self-trust. There are many ways. The ones that I want to share with you today is first you have to create safety. Trust is a safety issue, right? When you don't have self-trust, it's because you don't feel safe with yourself. Somewhere along the line, you doubted your decision making or it wasn't safe for you to make a decision. And then you got the message that, nope, you don't get to do that. So you have to create a measure of safety with yourself. And the way that I like to do that is really just in an internal decision. You have to decide inside of yourself to have your own back. Literally draw a line in the sand and commit yourself to not talking bad about yourself. Commit yourself to not shaming yourself for things that you do quote unquote wrong. You want to honor your desires instead of telling yourself that you can't have them or that you're wrong for wanting what you want. There are enough people in your life who will tell you that. So really decide right now, like right now, I am done being an enemy to myself. Right now, I am clear that my back is covered by me and God. 
for those of you who share my faith, right? So that's number one. Number two is you have to affirm for yourself that you are becoming a person that trusts themselves, right? So yes to the decision that we've just declared and made right now, but we also have to become that person. We have to live into that decision, right? It's almost like if you can imagine the visualization of like, you know, maybe for for kids, and this has happened in our house, like you get them a pair of shoes, you order them online, they get there and they're just like too big for them. You know they're going to grow into them, right? So you, if you love the shoes, you keep them and you just know next year this time, they'll be a perfect fit. What if you had the same mentality and mindset for yourself? Like this version of myself that fully trusts herself and that's so confident, I'm going to grow into her. And over the next three months, six months, nine months, year, I'm going to be taking intentional action and intentional steps to live into that version of myself so that it fits me, right? Right now, it may seem like, oh, that's a little bit out of the distance. It's too big for where I am right now, but you're going to grow into it in the best possible way. You also want to learn to tune into your body. Our busy brains keep us in our head and out of our body, but our bodies hold the key to our intuition. They hold the key to what feels right, what sits well with us, what doesn't sit well with us, right? And so tuning into your body is just sometimes just doing a body scan. Like what if right now, You just pause this podcast for like 30 seconds and just notice the sensations in your body. What is your breathing like? Is it deep? Is it shallow? Is it fast? Is it slow? What does it feel like in your stomach, right? Like, does your stomach feel relaxed? Does it feel in knots? Does it feel anxious? Are there sharp pains? What about your heart? Is your heart open? Is it closed? Is it soft? Is it hard? Right? So just notice your body. Notice the sensations in your body. You can also just do a gut check of like thinking about a decision or a choice you need to make. You can just take yourself down the path of what if I said yes? How does that feel? Or what if I said no? How does that feel? What if I made this statement? How does that feel? What if I made this opposing statement? How does that feel? Right? So you just want to tune in. What is my body doing? What signals is my body telling me about this decision, idea, experience that I'm having? Another thing that you can do is just ask yourself really empowering questions. So here's one that I love. And... I got this from <laughs> this woman. I've started refollowing. Her name is Amanda Francis. She teaches um, money mentality stuff of just how to like break through limiting beliefs around money, about what's possible for you. And I'm reading her book and she asked this questions like, it's so important to know what you want, which you've heard me say too. And she just phrased it. She's a very conversational tone. She just phrased it like, if what you wanted was okay, and like you, no one was going to be mad at you, what would you want? If you knew you could have it, what would you choose? Right? So like just asking yourself, like, 
if you could have anything that you wanted and no one would be mad and no one would tell you it was wrong and no one would tell you that you can't have it, what would you want? What would you pick? What would you do? I love, love, love asking myself that question. And then the last thing that I want to offer you is this exercise that I do with clients often is just painting the worst case scenario. So many times we lack self-trust because we're afraid of what will happen if we make the wrong mis- the wrong choice and make a mistake. So take yourself to that place. Like what's the worst that could happen? With whatever you're confronted with, whatever you're grappling with, whatever experience you're having, ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? And then show yourself that you will take care of yourself. You will figure it out. You will handle it. You will have a plan for getting through this worst case scenario. When you can do that, which oftentimes also requires tolerating some unpreferred or negative emotions, you build self-trust. And I think this is important universally. I can see where this is massively helpful in marriage, right? Where like maybe your partner isn't doing what you want them to do and you're really anxious about it and you're really worried about it and it calls into question your future and if you're a good match and all those things that our brain does. Like take yourself to the worst case scenario. What if you aren't a good match? What if they never do this thing that you really feel is important that they start doing? What are you going to do? right? Showing yourself that, hey, I've got you, even in these worst case scenarios, will just change your whole life. I promise you. Okay. So that is the topic of self-trust. And as I thought about this amazing new program that I've created called the Well-Made Woman Program, self-trust is one of the pillars. Now, here's a little bit of a backstory about the Well-Made Woman. I had a event series called the Well-Made Woman. This was years ago. I want to say it might have even been in like 2018 or something before COVID. It was before COVID. And I did a series of workshops with different women. And we went through what it looks like to become an intentionally well-made woman. They got to identify one or more areas in their lives that they had some goals or they really wanted to improve. And we worked through all of the limiting beliefs, all of the things that are standing in their way. We made action plans and worked through the emotions and helped them navigate their thinking and how to take action. And I have to say like, just being in like casual contact with some of the people that were in that program, their lives were literally changed. Like people have started lucrative businesses, right? Not even coaching, like just lucrative business ideas that they'd been sitting on and not doing anything about, right? People have upgraded their relationships. People have just done amazing, amazing things. And this event at the time that I offered it was for any woman. It wasn't just for married women. It was for any woman who really wanted to elevate her self-concept, who wanted to elevate how she saw herself. And the last live event that we held was literally the weekend before the entire world shut down with COVID. And so I moved on to other things, as you've heard me talk about on this podcast. And 
I was just talking with a friend recently and having many conversations with women. And so many of you have reached out to me about my previous episode about midlife and how much it resonated with you and where you were. I was like, I just feel in my heart that I have to do something for women. And I know exactly what I want to do. And I know exactly what I want to teach. And I know exactly how I want it to all go down. So from that, the Well-Made Woman program was created. This is a three-month coaching program that is launching now. (laughs) Like when I get an idea, I run with it. It is a summer program. And I was thinking about it. I was talking with another friend of mine and she's like, you need like a fancy title, right? You know, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, there was a time where like hot girl summer was like so popular and just like the thing people were after. And we hear all this um, talk about like getting in shape for summer and doing these things for summer. And I was like, what if this was self-love summer? What if for the entire summer, you just got to focus on yourself, on building self-trust, on cultivating self-love, of just falling madly and deeply in love with yourself and becoming the best, most intentional, deliberate version of you. I think it would be amazing. And I can think of nothing more fun to do in community with other like-minded women who are interested in doing the same. So here are the steps to learn more about how to enroll and what you can expect to achieve inside the Well-Made Woman program. You are going to sign up for an interest list. So the interest list gets you some special bonuses and some special offers in terms of payment options. So you definitely want to get in the the interest list. And it also gives you first dibs on the program because space is limited. I like to work with people and really know them and their materials that I'm sending out to you. So there's not an endless supply of them. So you want to get in and get in quickly. So how you get on the interest list is you go to this site. It's my website, drshavon.com. So D-R-C-H-A-V-O-N-N-E.com forward slash W-M-W dash emails. Okay, so I'm going to put that in the show notes and it should pop up for you right there. Um, And then we'll also make sure it's on the website in an easily findable place. Um, And that's it. So get on the interest list. You'll get all of the details about the call times and the dates and the investment and all that's included. I have literally, I feel like this is like the... Cadillac version used to be like the cool thing to say, but I want to say Porsche Cayenne version because that's my dream car. (laughs) So this is the Porsche Cayenne version of experiences for women who just want to be better, who want an accessible way to do personal development and personal growth and want to have fun and also want to be in community and connected with other women going in the same direction. So again, drshavon.com forward slash WMW dash 
emails and you'll get all the information from there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back with you next week for another episode. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.